we have breaking news from eastern Russia. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and the Russian President Vladimir Putin are now meeting face-to-face -face for the first time in four years. These images are from state media in Russia. They show the Russian President Vladimir Putin shaking hands with Kim Jong-un, who crossed into Russia earlier on Tuesday. There had been some mystery as to his whereabouts. There was a lot of mystery as to where this meeting might in fact take place. Initial thoughts were it would be in Vladivostok on the sidelines of the Eastern Economic Forum. But it is now in the spaceport city of Vastochny, Cosmodrome. That is where the Russians launched their missiles and satellites. Um, and as you can see, this meeting is now taking place. Kim looking very sharp there in his suit. The two men seeming to be very happy. The Russian president said to Kim Jong-un, Hi, glad to see you. How was your trip? The response from Kim Jong-un Jong was to thank him for the invitation to Russia. Of course, a lot of speculation about what this meeting will be about. According to US intelligence and other Western officials, it's all about weapons. It's all about selling the Russians uh, artillery shells and anti-tank missiles from the North Koreans. And so more on this. Let's go now to CNN's Christy Lu Stout joining us live from Hong Kong. So it's finally happened. We now know where Kim Jong-un actually is. There was some mystery about all of that. This meeting is about to take place. So what are we expecting in the coming hours? Yeah, this expected meeting is apparently happening. Um, the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, the Russian leader Vladimir Putin, are at the Vostochny Cosmodrome, this space center in eastern Russia. They have shaken hands. We've been monitoring video released by the Kremlin showing the two leaders side by side, greeting each other, with Vladimir Putin telling Kim, glad to see you. How was your trip? And Kim Jong-un responding, thank you for inviting us and welcoming us while your work is busy, unquote. Now, this comes, of course, after North Korea earlier today fired two short-range ballistic missiles into the waters off the east coast of the Korean Peninsula. We learned this from South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff. Analysts point out that this is the first time we have seen a missile launch without North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in the country. In fact, it's the first time it's happened with him out of the country. Now, this meeting between Putin and Kim, it also comes after the United States says that the two are, quote, actively advancing their talks over yet another arms deal. And I want to show you video of Kim's arrival in Hassan in Russia. This is the main rail gateway to Russia's Far East. You know, he arrived in Hassan 6 a.m. on Tuesday, and he was greeted with a red carpet welcome. He was dressed in his suit, stepped off the train, welcomed by the Russian delegation. He left Pyongyang earlier on Sunday to go to Russia by that famous private train, as you see there on your screen, that famous green armored coach, and also on board and with Kim Jong-un in Vostochny, in Russia, to meet with Putin are some of North Korea's top officials, including its leading military officials, as well as the chief diplomat of the DPRK. Now, this is Kim Jong-un's first overseas trip since 2019, before the pandemic. And that trip, that was when he traveled to Vladivostok for his first ever summit with Vladimir Putin. How uh, the U.S. says it remains concerned that what's going to happen here with this encounter between these two leaders is that North Korea will provide more arms to Russia. Last week, we heard from U.S. officials. They said that Kim and Putin are expected to discuss potential arms deals for Russia to get even more North Korean weapons to use in its war against Ukraine. And in exchange for the weapons, North Korea is reportedly looking for advanced technology. It, it wants satellites and wants nuclear-powered submarines, as well as desperately needed food aid for this isolated country. Now, the North Korea-Russia relationship was already close. 
and it is deepening here. It has taken a significant step forward with this meeting now apparently underway after that handshake greeting and welcome in Vostochny. Back to you, John. Chrissy, I guess, you know, a couple of things about this missile launch with Kim Jong-un out of the country. It is significant, but we also have to say that, you know, Kim Jong-un rarely actually leaves the country. So for a missile launch to take place while he's out of the country, you know, that in itself is, is, is interesting, but he's only made nine trips in, what, you know, 12 years. So, you know, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but clearly happening before this summit, there does have some meaning to it. But what is interesting here is that Kim Jong-un is in a very different position right now to what North Korea is used to. Normally, they are reliant, the North Koreans have been reliant on China, reliant on China for economic assistance, reliant on China for oil, reliant on China for any kind of military aid or diplomatic cover at, at the United Nations. Now he has two superpowers who needs him, or you know, regional powers with Russia. Russia can supply oil. Russia can supply you know, the military assistance that the, that the North Koreans need. So, where does this now leave Beijing in this equation? You know, because North Korea has been seen so much of a client state of China for so long, that whole dynamic seems to be in flux right now. Yeah, this is very, a very interesting point. Like, how is Beijing watching this? Because you know Beijing is watching this meeting and what's happening right now in Vostochny at the Space Center very closely. But officially, you know, what we've heard from Beijing is a very cool a message we heard from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokeswoman Mao Ning when she was posed the question on Tuesday afternoon, how does Beijing regard this, at the time, expected meeting between Putin and Kim? Her response was, the DPRK leader's visit to Russia is an arrangement between the two countries, unquote. But look, China has a very friendly relationship with North Korea. You know, China, along with Russia, has shielded North Korea at the United Nations, China has blamed the U.S. and its allies in the region for stoking tensions on the Korean Peninsula. And China was also part of that delegation that visited North Korea when it showed off its armory, it showed off its wares in July. As you recall, the Russian defense minister, uh, Mr. Shoigu, was there with the Russian delegation, a very powerful official on the Chinese side, Li Hongzhong of the Politburo. He was in the Chinese delegation to see what weapons that North Korea had on offer. And analysts do point out that this is a triangular relationship. You got Russia, you have North Korea, you have China. China is the most powerful of the three. China has the most to lose economically. China is watching these events taking place in Vostochny with great interest, great caution, as it looks out for its own interests. John. And while officially we do not know what these two leaders will be talking about, it has been widely reported, and we have been quoting Western officials and Western intelligence, in particular U.S. intelligence, that the main topic of discussion between these two leaders will be North Korea supplying the Russians with much-needed ammunition for their war in Ukraine. Both sides, the Ukrainians and the Russians, have been burning through stockpiles of artillery shells and other munitions at an incredible rate. So the question here, though, while North Korea is a country which is on a 24-hour, you know, seven days a week, 52 weeks of the year, war footing, do they have the capacity to ramp up production, to make these artillery shells, you know, to satisfy or come close to satisfying, you know, Russia's needs in that respect? Will it make any kind of difference to the war in Ukraine? And I guess logistically, how can they get, you know, this ammunition, this huge stockpile of ammunition, which the Russians need, to, you know, to Russia? That's a good question, John. You know, in practical terms, at the end of the day, what can North Korea offer the Russians? Russia is seeking more artillery, more weapons to use in its war against Ukraine. But it's the symbolic value here 
that no doubt Kim Jong-un is really valuing and craving. The Russia-North Korea relationship is deep, and it's deepening. You know, we know that joint military exercises are being discussed. This is what we heard announced by the Russian defense minister last week. We know that between these two leaders leading up to this moment, they had exchanged these extremely warm letters to each other, pledging to build the alliance, pledging to increase cooperation. And last year, the U.S. said that North Korea was able to deliver rockets and missiles into Russia for use by Wagner forces, which is something that North Korea denies. And this is why the U.S. has been warning of this active, um, this advancement in talks of another round of arms talks between these two leaders. They warned that this meeting was going to take place, which, as we see from this footage, um, that Putin and Kim are at Vostochny. They've shaken hands, greeted, greeted each other. A meeting is underway. And the U.S., meanwhile, is urging North Korea, do not give arms to Russia. Back to you, John.